Hello and welcome to our new podcast, The Drums TV Talks. I'm media editor, John McCarthy. And I'm TV reporter, Hannah Bowler. Each week, we'll sit down with the decision makers, media owners, ad tech execs, and producers shaping the future of TV to explain the role advertising has in funding the industry and re-establishing dominance as the best screen in the house. So we're going to be explaining TV advertising in simple-ish terms without the complicated jargon. We basically want to make the TV ad sector a piece of cake to understand. So thanks for joining our TV Talks. Good afternoon, John McCarthy. How's things going up in Glasgow, in the wee Isles of Scotland? Well, it took 10 episodes, but we've now done a Scottish accent. Matt, thank you. Um, things, you can do that. You, you are a friend of Scotland. Um, things are good today. I've watched around 112 TV commercials because I love TV. Um, some of them are very good. Any any top highlights so far? Oh, well, I got to watch Axe or Lynx, depending upon where you are in the world. The the Chocolate Man ad, I got to watch that again. Um, that's an old favourite. Um, I would eat them. Yeah, that's a blast of the past, to be honest. I used to love Lynx advertising as a wee 15-year-old girl. Who slipped in wee for a second time. You, you can't like those ads now. They acknowledge that people are sexual beings and adhere to some stereotypes and sometimes want to impress their gender. Or the same. Doesn't matter. Any other highlights? I can't even think of my favourite TV ad of all time. You asked me this the other day. Yeah, I couldn't either, That's which is why I watched 112. And I went, oh, yeah, ah, yeah. Another favourite is a, it's a Japanese beauty brand called Shiseido, and this came out in 2017 or so. It was a you pan into a school classroom. You see a bunch of Japanese schoolgirls, and they're all very happy. They're all doing their little hobbies, playing guitar, reading a book, etc. Then it comes into the person's book, and it says, did you spot the boy in the room? And then the camera pans backwards, and they all undress, and it shows that they're guys. I mean, they're still wearing some clothes, but it was like, our makeup is so good that we tricked you. Ha, ha, ha. Good. Yeah, that's got some good storytelling in it, to be honest. I didn't do it any justice, um, but this is as part of our 100 best ads of all time. Or what is it again? It's the world's greatest ads of all time. It's a series we're running in June. And we just have to make sure there's no notable exceptions. Fair enough. Seamlessly, my side link into our interview today was around creativity because these are the top kind of 100 ads, 101 ads of all time. And it kind of reminds me of a conversation that I had with BBH's um, strategy director earlier uh, last week that was around kind of taking lessons from linear in order to make really good creative CTV ads and not kind of leaving the creativity part of a CTV ad as kind of the afterthought rather than, I don't know, so much of CTV conversation is around the metrics, the measurements, the ROI, instead of thinking about how to kind of use, use CTV and a kind of, kind of mirror the creative side of it, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, you can read that interview on the drum. Yes, you should. It was very good. It's like dating, isn't it? Like you may be able to accumulate the data about the person, the spouse, the partner, 
the person you want to get with. But just because you know perhaps their weight or how much debt they're in doesn't mean you should bring it up in conversation. Um, so if you don't do that in day-to-day life, why should an advertiser do that when you're trying to watch the TV? Seamless. Seamless link there. Well, after that segue, um, I'm going to swing it back around to my conversation on CTV, which is the topic of the hour. So I caught up with the really lovely Stephanie from Freewill. And she basically, so her job title is head of demand sales for the UK. And she, her, a lot of her role is kind of helping clients and brands kind of get to grips with CTV, a bit of an education piece, but it's beyond that now, I guess. That's kind of her initial role. And now she kind of um, kind of helps brands know what to invest in CTV, kind of go through the inventory, that kind of thing. So um, she's kind of got a pivotal role in kind of, I guess, helping advertisers kind of utilize the CTV portfolio. This episode is really a kind of walkthrough from Freewill and a kind of explainer, I guess, to fill in a lot of gaps in in knowledge in the CTV space, which I think is sometimes needed because sometimes it just feels like you're a bit lost in all the in all the confusion. So I'll leave it up to Stephanie who can explain it a lot better than we can. Great. So hey Stephanie, it's lovely to have you on the podcast. How's your week going? It's been well it's only yeah Monday so far. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's going it's going well. Busy, busy. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me. No like, worries, it's a pleasure. So I, I thought it'd be a lovely idea to kind of kick up kick off the podcast just by getting to grips with what free will does and what the kind of nature of the business is. A bit of an explainer really to our listeners who haven't might not have heard of you before. I think that'd be a nice place to kick off our lovely chat. Yeah, that sounds lovely. I mean, I guess uh, free will, most people must have heard about free will in some ways. It related to the broadcast side of business, digital video publishers, because free will being the ad server and SSP for loads of different companies in the UK, Sky, Channel 4, in France, we have M6, TF1, who are using free will tech uh, for ad serving and monetizing their video content. So that's that's the main purpose of free will, really, to connect anybody who's got video content to monetize with the buy side of, of the world and and really creating that marketplace to make these connections happen. Um, and I guess where I sit in within Freewill is Freewill Media. And that's probably the side a lot of people don't know about. Freewill Media is then going into agencies and, and direct advertisers and trying to make this pool of video inventory available to anybody who wants to buy video, anybody who wants to do a branding campaign, who needs to look into video. Uh, that's where we come in and that's where my team comes in and, and tries to connect the dots between the sell side and, and the buy side and making sure that who anybody, anybody who's advertising on video uh, reaches their target audience uh, across any device out there could be on the desktop, could be on the mobile, or could be on what we talk about a lot these days is the connected TV side of things of the ecosystem. So really 
making sure that pool of premium video inventory is available to anybody who wants to buy, be it programmatically or more on a direct buy. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess that's where that's where free will sits within the whole video ecosystem. Right. It, it sounds like your job, how I interpret it, is kind of doing a bit of an almost education, talking to agencies and brands, trying to get them to understand the how the TV video landscape is kind of evolving. It, does that sound does that sound correct? Is that have I kind of hit the nail on the head? Or? You, you exactly that that's that's a lot of our of our day-to-day job talking to agencies talking to advertisers directly and trying to make them understand where particularly CTV sits within the ecosystem how you should approach it how you should embrace it what are the benefits of it um so i remember back in the days when nobody really knew what CTV was we started going out and do a lot of these educational sessions in I remember mine was in 2018 uh, and I remember very well talking about, oh, could this year be the year of CTV? Like it used to be, could this be the year of mobile advertising? So it, it involves a lot of trying to show everyone what is CTV, how does it materialize and, and how, does it, how, does it, how is it important for advertisers in, in the end? Um, so yeah. I've heard from a few kind of CTV providers that they still don't know, they still don't quite know if brands know enough about CTV or understand the benefits. Where do you think the industry kind of is on that kind of timeline of progress? Do you think that brands quite get it now and they're at a point, you referenced 2018, where are we at in 2022 in terms of that learning? I think the slides, if we talk about pure sales, sales or educational session, the slides where we have to explain what CTV is, is probably the one we we swoop over very quickly. I think agencies and, and brands have now gotten to the point where they understand that it is an important part of the media planning. Um, they, they understand the, the, the immediate benefits and, and what we used to say is, you know, it is a big screen, so you don't have, you have, 100% viewability, you cannot skip. So th- those arguments, I think, are are very well known and, and, and brands understand why this is important and we don't need to, we don't need to educate them on that side anymore. What I think we need to work a little bit more is now getting them to understand what are the different targeting capabilities. Uh, what are the different measurement capabilities that we have? I think everybody understands it is a big screen. It's almost like you sit back in your, it's not almost, it is like you sit back in your, in your sofa and you, you, you watch TV content as if it was a broadcasted TV show. It's, it's, it's not anymore about we need to educate them on why, why do you need to be on CTV? I think everybody got that. It's more the detailed uh, things about what is the targeting that we need to watch out for, what can we target and, and how do we measure it. Uh, that, that's more where we need to do the, the educational bit going forward. And, and it's definitely something where as an industry, I think we need to do a lot of 
managing expectations because CTV is the intersection of linear TV and digital. So there's benefits and there's disadvantages. And I'd say where there are advantages from the digital world where we can measure a lot, but maybe not as much as we wanted to in CTV because it is a cookie-less environment and we, we don't have all the information. And managing expectations about the fact that we can measure some things and that's already better than nothing, but it's not perfect. And I think we need to get to a point where we keep trying and keep doing what we can do in order to get to a better a better solution in the end. And, and there's a lot of work that as an industry with different partners, we need to, to collaborate that drives and we don't stop in 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 the in the runway in, in going forward. We need to continue driving those conversations with different companies and, and understand how can we get to an even better solution. But it won't be perfect. It's just we'll we have something and let's just take that and move forward. No, that's a really interesting, that's such a good insight, just that whole thing of managing expectations and instead of, I mean, so much of it is kind of often picked apart for the negatives or what we can't measure, what we can't target, those types of arguments, it feels like that's the kind of narrative that keeps coming out. But yeah, just to go to a client and say, these are the drawbacks, but we can still have something to play with and we're also working on a solution. I mean, that's, that's yeah, I've not had it put like that before. It normally always is the kind of negative, what can't be done, needs some more positivity. No, exactly. And then I think, I think the industry is well aware and we know that in order to get more ad revenue onto these new types of streaming platforms, we need to, we need to get a better grip of it, but it just will take a bit of time. And, and for now, let's just, embrace what we have and work with this and, and yeah yeah I like the optimism from your kind of unique perspective I guess um having the insight from both within free will and also talking to the agencies and brands what are kind of the the main kind of challenges that they're telling you that they're looking for solutions is it is it mainly around the measurement argument or is there anything anything else no, definitely measurement and 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 managing frequency uh, because, as you know, it is it is becoming such a fragmented world and and even more so with new platforms launching every day. It's it's almost like crazy crazy world. Um, it's the measurement and and how you make sure that you don't overload um, users with the same ad all the time. So. That that's where that's where we need to. That that's the main thing that we get requests about from from our from our clients and and yeah, it, it just we're gonna get there at some point. It's it's just becoming more and more difficult with with new platforms launching. Um, but it's it's where we need to go in that direction as an industry. Uh, Freewell recently kind of re uh, released a survey that I, I've kind of been digging into back onto kind of CTV, really. Um, a lot of this is around the kind of AVOD growing appetite. And I wanted to pick your brains why I have you a bit about, again, from your kind of perspective of talking to brands and agencies. I mean, it feels like 
AVOD has really kind of jumped up a gear. Um, and I wanted to kind of understand how you think this is affecting the market and, and the relationships and conversations you're having. Because it's kind of accepted now that it's growing and the reasons for why, but it'd be interesting to know what that kind of looks like on the ground. Yeah, I, I guess... Again, coming back to the optimism, I think it is a really good sign for for anybody who's who's trying to reach their audiences or on on the seat on the CTV and on CTV environments. And it has it has like we saw in the study, it has definitely become a habit for a lot of users. We saw that seventy one percent engage with some kind of streaming on a weekly basis, and even forty percent on a daily basis. So it it's definitely it's here to stay and. The, what that essentially means for an advertiser is just there are more eyeballs going on to those kind of platforms, more users, and that means more advertising opportunities. And another positive thing, I, in my opinion, is that the more advertising opportunities there are, the more scale. And the more scale, the more from different kinds of platforms, that means also a lot of competition and that is good for advertisers because it means we can keep the the prices at a healthy point um so that's one side of the thing it's more opportunities and because there's a lot of more scale um that is good for a competitive price on the other side more eyeballs more content more targeting capabilities i remember the first CTV campaigns we did for for our clients was a run of network. We were just targeting anything because we were doing tests and then trying, oh, what what is it? What what do we get out of these campaigns? Now, that has changed a lot because I think there's more ways of targeting uh, different types of users, different contents. Um, And we know that CTV is a cookie-less environment, so we don't have any first party data in terms of demographics, but there's also content data, which can also be considered first party data. So that that is the more users are going on those platforms, the more opportunities we have to target these users in a specific environment. And yes, it means more fragmentation, but again, I always try to see the half the glass half full because it is more and more opportunities. Yeah, I like what you just said about um, obviously being able to use content preferences as first-party data. How, how does that work in kind of in, in kind of practice? What what types of things are advertisers pulling out of that data? So that that can be um, purely contextual based. If you know you're on in a, you're targeting some sports content, you are very likely to target to to reach a male audience it, it, it sounds very cliche but in in the end that is also data from the content providers from the different platforms from the the tv manufacturers as well where you are able to build packages and build uh, audience segments based on contextual uh based on contextual information um that then allows advertisers to reach these audiences and I think that that is that is one thing that again we should not overthink and because first party um, 
demographic data is available on digital. We want it on CTV as well, but it's some, just one way to, again, embrace what do we have and how can we how can we move forward in that direction and, and, and still reach um, the KPIs that an advertiser is, is looking for. Great. Um, I wanted to unpick another little bit of the survey that I, I kind of I thought was quite interesting. I don't know if it's me you can speak to from your position, but um, it was kind of around the adoption of CTV. I think the stat was about 60% of audiences use uh, CTV on their smart TVs. And I, it struck me as interesting because I feel like a few years ago, everyone kind of thought that mobile streaming would be, you know, would overtake some of this and, and kind of take up more of the pie. But it feels like that's kind of been a bit muted now and it still feels like smart TV is kind of the dominant platform. Did that surprise you in any way or, or did that feel like that was kind of coming? So I guess my immediate answer is no, not at all. Because if, if for example, you ask me, like, a new season of Selling Sunset is coming out, would you rather watch it on your little mobile phone or on the big screen? I'd definitely say on the big screen. So no, it's not surprising. But then thinking about it in more detail, if we all remember what happened two years ago or something, that starts with the C and ends with the Ovid. And I think the pandemic is definitely something that accelerate, accelerated the, the use of big screens. We were all at home. We didn't need to commute, which is where I would use my phone to watch a TV show, probably. But we all got into that habit of, of using, of being at home and, and having time on our hands and, and not going anywhere because we couldn't meet anyone. So everybody was watching on the big screen. And I think that just stayed because in, in the end, it is such a comfortable position to be in. You, you, that lean back experience is, is a very similar experience to, to a broadcast show on, on ITV or Channel 4, only with the advantage that you are master of your own TV program and you watch the content you want when you want. So, no, I don't think it's surprising. It's, it's just it has become that very comfortable way of, of, of using or, or consuming TV content. Um, and then thinking about it a bit more, it's, it's, we, did, we did see that uh, also in, in the survey that we did, like when we asked users, why do you enjoy watching video content on CTV? And yes, the first reason was, access anytime, which is which is true on a mobile phone as well as a CTV. But the, the two other reasons were one, qualitative user experience. And that is exactly that way of having that big screen. And if you think about it also, remember TV screens were so much smaller. Today an average TV screen in our living room is 52 inch or something like that. So it, it is that experience that you, everybody's just looking for. And then the other, the, the third argument was um, co-viewing. Because I also like watching my TV shows with my partner and, and, and that is something you don't have with your mobile phone. So I, I guess that's another reason which explains why CTV or smart TVs have, 
have seen such a such a big big rise in the last years. So yeah, I guess the logic there. Yeah, um, I have to ask, what series of Selling Sunset are you on? <laughs> the last one is it number five? I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah, no. I'm far behind and it's hard to avoid the spoilers online, I must I must say. I know, I know, and especially on Instagram. But yeah, no, that that's what I, I, I like watching it on my big screen. And especially if I'm when I am commuting, I usually forget to download my <laughs> my show, so I can't be there. I'm like, okay, I'll just wait for when I come home. I'm I'm the exact same. I'm so the same. I kind of thought it might be nice um, to wrap up just to maybe talk a little bit about um, well, what you can reveal that's kind of that you're working on at Free Will at the moment, anything kind of coming down the line that um, that's kind of coming out this year that's already announced. It'd just be nice to talk through anything to look forward to. Yeah, um, I guess it's going to be a quite busy end of the year for us. So let's say the second half of the year, we're, we're preparing some new ways of targeting um, uh, CTV video content uh, with different types of partnerships. Uh, There is very soon actually more to come in in a couple of weeks time uh, where we're going to announce some some interesting stuff. The CTV server we just brought out will also repeat it uh, towards the end of the year. Um, but more on the buy side focus so there's, there's loads more to come in the next next month great good little teaser there right, we await your secondary CTV survey for the second part of the year we'll be watching that one um, well great thank you so much for joining me it's been lovely chatting through everything CTV I'm sure our listeners will be pleased to hear everything you've got to say thank you it was my pleasure <laughs> <laughs>